Welcome to Coding the Future with Dr. Sharon Jones. This is an education-based show focusing on tech careers and how to incorporate the important aspects of technology in your current work. Each show brings you closer to tech success. Now, here's your host, Dr. Sharon Jones. Welcome to Coding the Future. I am so excited to have you here with this hour to learn, to grow, and to have a little fun with technology. Coding the Future is an education-based show to give information and action tips to working adults and educators to guide them to a new level of tech savvy. Through leveraging your own skill set, we share the inside scoop on tech trends, explain how to leverage current technology in your career, and explore how your talents can be the key to your tech success. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon Jones. I'm an educator, a technologist, entrepreneur, mom to two boys, Ethan and Dylan. I'm a wife. My husband is Mr. Ricky Jones and a lover of coffee and wine, an avid list maker and a lifelong learner. I'm really excited to have you here today with me as today I am going to dig in and talk a little bit about my passions and my passion around technology and using technology really to leverage your business, your brand, and your career. Streamlining your technology can be extremely beneficial to your business, to you personally, and to your movement of your career because you're not constantly popping around like a hot potato. Now, listen, I have often been accused of being a squirrel and popping around to the latest and newest thing, and that's okay. There's always a need for that. We must stay abreast on the new toys and gadgets and new software that's coming down the line. But at the core, we really must stick to streamlining our technology so that we know the key elements that are going to make our business run. Having a really fundamentally secure and laid out strategy for the back end of your business will help you grow and be able to scale when it's time. If you're in your career, being understand the technologies that you are really good at and that you can thrive will only allow you to niche down and be able to be an expert or a master in your area. And with your personal brand, knowing the go-to technologies that help you build your brand and help you serve others at a higher level and scale will really play a part. As we have just come out of the year of 2020 and we are emerging into 2021, I believe that streamlining our technology and understanding our back end of our business brand career is even more important than ever. I have acknowledged that 2020 felt a little bit like the big dance, like March Madness, because I went into 2020 with a really broad intentions of what I wanted to do with my business. I run a consulting business called The Dot Consulting, where we work with K-12 entities to integrate computer science. And I had great aspirations to grow my business with professional development, scaling with strategy, being able to reach more teachers through my work on YouTube and with lessons. And, you know, it just didn't go the way I thought it might. There was more strategic pullback from our school systems as teachers were overwhelmed. And I didn't necessarily meet the demand where it was. And part of that was not really leveraging the niche and the passion that I had around showing people how technology can really help you create and not just consume, and how the power of computer science, that innovative problem solving is so impactful for students, even now when we are living in this all virtual world, and actually more now than ever. But on the flip side of that, I also knew that that's a great learning experience for me to really dig down deep and figure out what is my niche in my business? How do I grow the dot consulting to be the premier computer science go-to education company? How do we help you see that computer science is a part of every discipline and that Educating our teachers and our students on the power of how computer science can influence the way in which we problem solve and how we apply all of those other disciplines we're using. Now, that's the trick. 
And that's what I'm working on now. I have put into place exactly what I'm getting ready to talk to you about to really give me the power to scale and streamline. On the same token, I've spent the past year helping uh, working to grow my nonprofit that I founded in honor of my grandmother, the Dottie Rose Foundation. And the Dottie Rose Foundation serves to connect middle school girls to computer science. And the reason why I've called it a bit of the big dance is we had great intentions. And then in March, I felt like everything just came to a halt. And instead of March madness happening on the basketball court, it really happened amongst our lives. And we were thrown into a situation where we had to really think quickly. We had to bob and we, we had to figure out what was the best strategy. Do we want to go for that two-point shot, three-point shot, or do we just need to hold back and let some of all of the ups and downs sort of even out a little bit before we jumped in to figure out what our next step was? Maybe take a little bit of a time out. And what I learned over these past few months was that being very true to my roots, to my mission and vision of the businesses of serving the community and educating individuals about the power of computer science and how our everyday lives and the way that we've been thrown into the digital world really is impactful. And I say that because my mission is to show that although we may not know all the ins and outs of what's happening inside of our computer, if we can understand the basics of why that problem was solved using the computer, then we've met, then we've really exceeded what we knew before. So let's get back a little bit to how I want to take all of that little diatribe that I just went down and how my, the businesses, uh, we're still here and we're working to thrive and continue to serve our girls and to continue to serve the educators and students that are a part of our work. And I would love to expand more. So if you know a company or a school that's looking to expand on their computer science integration and understand in including coding and problem solving and thinking about data and infrastructure a little bit differently, reach out to me. I'd love to have a conversation. In the meantime, let's dig in a little bit to how I have spent the past few months really digging into the concepts around innovative systems to streamline for scaling. 2020, there was a bit of a halt. We were growing, but we weren't growing. There's been a lot of roller coaster and uncertainty. Walking into 2021, I really want it to put into place those systems so that I can scale and grow as it comes time. So there's a few concepts that I like to bring up when we talk about computer science and technology. There's four buckets, and I've mentioned these before. We have data, we have digital, we have programming, and we have infrastructure. All four of those play a part in how we integrate with technology right now. The innovation behind using Zoom, using Google, using Microsoft, all of those developers, software designers, your project managers, the individuals that create the GUIs, the graphical user interface that we interact with on our computer, are all a part of the computer science field. Each of them plays a role in how we interact with the technology that's put in front of us. I often will uh, attribute this to a stack of ingredients. I love food, like all things food, particular pasta. And when you think about ingredients, you can think about it as lots of different individual pieces. And I call those variables. You can call them variables in in any way you want to put them, shape or form. Variables happen in our lives. Variables are things that can change. So let's go, for example, an example of green bean casserole. Green bean casserole has green beans. It has milk. It has cream of mushroom soup. And it has those delicious little things called the French onions. So all of those separate aren't necessarily, well, they're delicious, but they're delicious separately. Think about what happens when you put all of those together. And what happens is this delicious combination of a green bean casserole, all of those different 
flavors and combinations coming together to create this whole new delightful casserole. Think about that in the same token when you're thinking about technology. If you've got lots of different pieces of tech all over your computer, or you are here for this, or you're there for that, and there's all different pieces of software that are floating around in your brain, those different variables can cause a little bit of chaos. And that's exactly what was happening even in my own businesses. I was, you know, grassroots building this from the floor up. And not that that's a bad thing, but looking back, I didn't have those systems in place to really bring me success and how I was going to use those in order to to move us forward. Keeping systems together that talk to one another, that integrate, and that live on a similar platform. So the same thing happens here. All of these ingredients are different variables that are coming together to really build this platform that is powerful. So the three areas that we're going to talk about today and are pretty powerful and are even more powerful now that we are in this digital world that we're in, because let's face it, as much as when we come back to some sort of norm, we are still going to have the power of technology. So the three areas we're going to talk about are the cloud, security, and mobile technology. Now, the cloud, of course, has become very prominent and is even more prominent now that we are working remotely. Security is of high importance, and we want to make sure that we are doing all the steps that we can to protect our data and our information. And then mobile technology is critical to the growth of our companies. So I'm going to start with something, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I don't, you can make the decision one way or the other, but... If you are a small business or you are building your career or you're working in education, I really would recommend that you choose one platform, Google or Microsoft. Choose one. And the reason why I say that is that Google and Microsoft are two two entities. They do talk to one another. But if you are starting something with your business or in if you're working in education, being able to stay in one platform and have students access or clients access you on one area is really helpful. You're not trying to go to email in Microsoft, storage in Google, and then Google Meet, or then you're trying to pop into Zoom. Now, Zoom is going to cross platforms. It's one of the ones I recommend in terms of crossing platforms, but so many different pieces. So I recommend if you're a small business to try and choose one. Personally, and this is not a hit to anyone, but I chose Google. Google is my platform that I use as a small business. But Microsoft offers wonderful products as well that are cloud-based in similarity to Google. And a little tech pop is, and you could you could put this in to uh, send me a note. Which one do you use? Do you use Google or do you use Microsoft? Or do you use a combination of both? I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with using both. Let me be very clear. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it is helpful to choose one platform to be your primary platform and to pull information in from that so that you are not bopping around to lots of different places on your computer. All right. So let's dig into the cloud. What is the cloud? All right. The cloud gives small businesses access to technologies that previously were out of the reach and lets them compete with both other small businesses and larger ones. It also has enabled us as educators to have access to information beyond just what was stored on our desktop. Cloud-based solutions offer greater scalability, security, efficiency, and flexibility. Now, we already know this because now we've been living it. You have been able to work from home if you have that capability, or you've at least been able to access content from your home if you weren't able to go into the office. I don't know if you remember the days of having to put in your... um, Jump drive, which by the way, I still do for backup purposes, um, or download to a floppy disk. My goodness, I was thinking about this the other day. My first web page that I made was on five floppy disks. And I, I brought that up on the show before too, but five floppy disks to get, and then I had to transfer it to a file transfer protocol site, an FTP site, in order to upload it up onto the onto the web. But anyway, the cloud. 
We know that the cloud also includes email, uh, virtual communication, productivity, finance, uh, team chats, all kinds of accessibility that you have. So let's talk a little bit about the similarities between the two. If you choose Google or if you choose Microsoft, there are ways in which you can work. You can have Google email. You have your Microsoft email. And if you're going to work on the cloud, Microsoft's product is 365. If you are purchasing the 365 package, you have all of the cloud um, information of Excel, PowerPoint, Word, all of those things on the 365. And in Google, similar tactics, you have your email, your drive, Google Docs, Google Sheets, et cetera. For your team piece, if you're on the Google side, you can use Google Teams, which I have actually found to be pretty powerful. It... Um, has worked um, as a small team. I have since added in Slack as a way to help with productivity, but it also integrates with my Google email. And then, of course, there is Microsoft Teams that you can use for Teams communication or virtual communication. Same thing happens with Google. You've got Google Meet that you can use uh, for communication. That has, um, they've worked really diligently here over the past six months to up the game with the Google uh, platform to be able to communicate because before it had some limited capabilities. The king right now still happens to be Zoom. Zoom will cross platforms and you can integrate with both Google and Microsoft. So I still consider that to be the king way in which you're going to do virtual communication. Of course, when we're thinking about productivity in the cloud, there is Trello, there is Slack. Both of these contents will integrate with Google or Microsoft. Now I'm showing, I'm discussing these because some of you may feel that Trello is a great way or Slack is a great way for you to work for productivity. Some of you may prefer to make tasks in Google or in Microsoft. In terms of what you choose, doesn't matter. Both of those integrate with those platforms. And so it makes it easy to be able to talk and use those in your emails or in your uh, calendars. For your financial piece, I'm still going to tell you QuickBooks is, is probably the best. There's several other ones that are out there that integrate. And what I would recommend that you do is if you are using the Google platform, you can type into Google into the apps that they have available. You can actually type in financial and it will tell you extensions that Google will provide for you for uh, financial use. QuickBooks automatically integrates to your email and you can even add the extension on to send an invoice directly from your Google email. The same thing happens in Microsoft. I don't know exactly the total integration there with QuickBooks, but I do know that you can integrate Microsoft and QuickBooks together. In terms of thinking about creating a bigger database, once you begin to grow your business or if you're looking to expand your career, it also would be helpful for you to think about what we call a CRM system or a customer relationship management system. That's the bigger backend database that really, once you've established your email and your your storage capacity of being on the cloud, whether it's in Google or, or Office 365, where do you want to store your data? Many companies use Azure, some use uh, Salesforce, some use uh, HubSpot. There are a variety of companies that use, they use data lakes. I'm trying to think SQL was another one that Microsoft has uh, that uses, it is a Microsoft product. But that CRM system allows you to hold information about your customers. And that could even be for your career. That could be with network. That could be customers in your current company that you're working at and you're wanting to grow. And for our educators, they have, we use a system called Canvas or some type of learning management system where you can have information about your students and it stores work and grades and all of that good jazz. And that... Whatever your learning management system is, if you're able to integrate that with your email, it also makes life much more simple because you're able to write an email and it automatically brings in the information from your learning management system or your CRM. 
Again, the choice that you choose, make it align with the platform that you're using most. For me, that's Google. Some people, it's Microsoft, whatever that pro- that platform is. And those are the most common. That's not to say there's not other platforms out there that are really powerful. But these two are the most common and what you're going to find in the workplace and will help you guide and make decisions once you've chosen the platform, which of these you're going to choose to use. Let's talk a little bit about security. Now, security is a really big concept to dive into. So I'm going to talk just a little bit about the security pieces and how I've secured my own information and what I think uh, is possible, what, what you should do in terms of a small business, et cetera, and securing your own information. Really, very quick tip. We need to be aware of the cyber culture that's out there. Our information is floating everywhere on the web. Anytime you put in information into a website to purchase an item, whatever that may be, you're entering your information out there into those interwebs. It's important that you know that you are aware of that and you know your information is out there. I highly recommend you change your passwords. Now, I will be very honest that this is probably my least, (laughs) my area that I forget to do the most. However, most of our content now, you know, prompts us after so many weeks or days that we need to change our password. But that's really important and make it something that, you know, of course, people can't uh, easily find out. Again, simple advice, but it really works. And the last really quick tip that I would mention is make sure to uh, purchase, if you are going to be working from home and you have data sensitive information, to either ask your employer for a virtual private network, a VPN, or a secure hotspot. So keep in mind that When you are on public Wi-Fi, it's very easy for people to access your information. So if you are going to be working from home, I would recommend a VPN or a hotspot. We actually purchased that at the end, in the summer of this past year, because we found that we had, we needed to be a bit more secure about what we are doing with our information. So Let's talk just a minute again about when we're thinking about security and storage, all right? Couple of things. When you're looking for a virtual private network, you can also buy your own and you can buy your own hotspot through your uh, cellular phone carrier. But whichever one you do, if your company is not offering it, again, highly recommend that you choose some type of VPN or hotspot if you're going to be doing business from home or business in other places. For cloud storage, you have Google Drive, you have OneDrive. I also recommend that you have some type of external hard drive um, available to store your information. And that could be something that you purchase from anywhere, Best Buy, Amazon, Target, that you can store and back up all of your information. You also may want to invest in something like Dropbox, where you're able to store our backup information from your drives into Dropbox. I always recommend that you store your information in more than one spot because it is so easily to be accessed from any kind of cloud. Let me not take, let me take that back. It can be easily accessed from the cloud if you're not careful about how you go about storing your information. For the external hard drive, you can pick anyone that will store, you know, a decent amount of information and back up all of your most important documents. I actually just, I'm in a another mastermind group and one of the women in our group posted the other day that she went on to go start typing a some a chapter in her book and she'd already worked on so much of it and she had not backed it up and the computer crashed and she had written it on in Microsoft Word and not on the cloud. She'd written it on the actual uh, software that had been downloaded to her desktop and she lost the information. And I was just so heartbroken for her because she had a every, there were so many things that had been on her laptop that, and, that she wanted to keep. So definitely recommend 
backing up your information in some type of capacity. And again, one of the key pieces about security is changing those passwords, putting that security certificate on your website, making sure you have your security license on there, your SSL, and ensuring that when you go to make a payment, you may want to consider using a third party like PayPal, Stripe, Venmo, Zelle to do your to do transactions because you have another level of protection. And when you're setting up payment for your clients, the same piece where they're not directly putting in their credit card number. Instead, they're using something like PayPal or Zelle or Venmo to send that information. While PayPal does charge a small fee, that fee is minuscule in what could come if you are not protecting your client's information. So, so far, we've talked about the cloud and we've talked about security. And security and the cloud are exciting, right? It's all about setting up that back-end structure. When we come back from the break, we're going to dive into talking about mobile technology and some of the fun that you can have with that. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, I would love for you to subscribe to the show, follow the show on the Voice America Network, or you can download us on any of the uh, podcast apps, um, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your information. And I would love to have you follow us on the show. We will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. From face-to-face training to blended training techniques, the DOT Consulting delivers distinct advantage for organizations looking to grow. We help you invest in technology knowledge through training, experimental learning, and community connections. Employees create an overall collective sharpness, savviness, and greater productivity using technology as a tool, thus increasing the technological speed and quality of the expertise in your organization. The DOT Consulting, a new level of tech savvy, Visit the .consulting.co. The world needs more women with tech skills. At the Dottie Rose Foundation, we encourage, support, and educate girls who have an interest in technology and want to learn how it can be used to enhance their learning and future careers. Our camps demonstrate that most future career paths will benefit from developing a wide range of increasingly important technology and software skills. We accomplish this through mastering computational thinking, boosting self-confidence, and creating new possibilities for each girl. Visit DottieRoseFoundation.org. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Coding the Future with Dr. Sharon Jones. We invite you to connect with the show today by calling in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Sharon at the.consulting.co. Now, back to Coding the Future. Welcome back to Coding the Future. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon Jones, and today we are exploring how to streamline your technology. We have been discussing and chatting about the possibilities of choosing which platform you would like to be on, Google or Microsoft. Now, I realize that that's not always the big, the easiest choice, and it's likely we're all going to be on both. I still am on both. However, if you can choose a platform where you can move most of your information to and stay within that lane. It helps to grow and scale your business. If you know you're a Google person, then you stay on the Google platform and you can invest in the products and services that Google brings to make your life easier where you're clicking on one or two buttons and information is streamlined. If you're a Microsoft shop and you use Microsoft products, you can know where to stay in that lane and be able to add the services and products that Microsoft Office Microsoft offers in order to streamline your business. The concept behind this is that the, the more that you streamline and you put in place for very specific items that you need to accomplish, email, 
virtual communication, your customer management system, your productivity, what digital platform you want to use, where do you want to use for spreadsheets, how do you want to calculate your finances. Once you know what those programs are then and you find where they can integrate, it helps to make things much better and they run much more smoothly. For example, we are a Google shop at the Dot and Dottie Rose Foundation. And the way in which we are able to integrate Slack and QuickBooks into our email and our drive is really helpful. I'm able to send an invoice if I need to directly from my email. And with Slack, I can automatically sync a Google Drive document into my Slack account so that my other team members are able to access that information. I am not uh, being sponsored by any of these platforms. This is just the technology that I have been using to support my own business. If you're thinking about growing your career and you are wanting to continue to be really flexible and know all the technologies that are coming down, you want to stay abreast on things that are happening around productivity, around finance, around how people are sending emails. You know, something that's been really popular with a lot of coaching clients is the Voxer app, which will easily be replaced, I'm sure, by something else that comes along. That's an audio app that you can call and send a very extended voice message to a client or to uh, even could be to a student. If you were looking to do so, you know, there is a a texting service out there called Remind 101, and it was my favorite piece of technology as a teacher and a great piece of mobile technology because I was able to set up students with anonymity. They did not have to tell me who they were. They just signed up with a code and then I could send them text messages, which we all know is how our students communicate is via text or I guess TikTok now and how that all works. So, that was a great piece of tech. And it still is today. I still use Remind 101 when I'm communicating with my adult students or with uh, any large group of individuals. Before we went on break, we were talking a bit about the three areas that we are discussing today, which are the cloud, security, and mobile technology. With the cloud, we've talked a little bit about what cloud platform do you want to use? Is it Google? Is it Microsoft 365? What are some of the elements that intermingle with that? Gmail, Office 365 Mail, is it Zoom? Is it Google Meet? Do you use Office uh, Microsoft Teams? Do you integrate uh, QuickBooks with that? Are you using a CRM system that also integrates with your email? I know HubSpot does both of those. And realize that Google and Microsoft don't necessarily offer every platform that you need. I do know Microsoft offers some customer relationship management options. It just depends on if that fits the needs that you need. So we're going to talk uh, now a bit about mobile technology because more and more of us are moving to having that mobile technology in our hands or on our wrists or in our ears or whatever that might look like for you for mobile technology. For me, it's my cell phone. Some people, it may be a tablet. It could be an iPad or it could also be on your wrist. I just recently purchased uh, the iWatch that goes you know, that syncs with everything that I'm doing. And it is very exciting and yet maybe a little disturbing that I'm always looking at my watch thinking, ha, let's see here. Have I, you know, emails come by, come through so quickly. But nonetheless, where we want to talk about with mobile technology is that it's more important than ever that your business, your brand, if you're moving your career, that your information is mobile ready and that it's accessible for individuals to, to see on their phone, to get on their watch, to plug in to their ears and be able to listen with ease. In 2016, more than 6 billion people worldwide used at least mobile one mobile device. Now think about that. That was only four years ago. What's happened now is over 10 billion people are now on it in 2020. Now, think about that, 6 billion to over 10 billion. And that just happened mostly over the past you know, 10 months because we all have more than one device connected. That's with the advancements of machine learning and artificial intelligence with things like 
Google Home and Alexa and smart technology where we have it on our refrigerators, we have it on our televisions, we have it in our dishwashers and our microwaves, we have it on our computers, in our electricity, all kinds of things are connected now through the World Wide Web. And we want to make sure that we ourselves are also being mobile ready and being able to access information, especially if you're a small business, making sure that you have a presence with a website. If you want an app, that's great. Or if you're having a podcast or whatever that might be for your business. Same thing goes if you are a large company. You want to make sure that you are also being web friendly. And I want to share a site with you. Now, there are other sites. I am not, this is not the only one, but one way that you can check out to see whether or not your website is mobile friendly, there is a website, it's on Bing, which, you know, I don't know how many of us use Bing these days, but it's Bing, B-I-N-G dot com forward slash webmaster forward slash tools forward slash mobile friendliness. And really what you can just do is type into your computer and whatever browser you're looking for is mobile friendliness. And you can type in the web address that's either your company, your brand, your career, your small business into that and analyze to find out how mobile friendly your website is. Because as I mentioned before, more often than not, your employer, your employees, your clients, your students are going to access information via their phone. And that's where they're going to start first before they hop onto their computer. So you want to test to see if your website is mobile friendly. And if it's not, it can give you some insights on where you need to fix that. Part of that comes into making sure you have good search engine optimization. That's short, uh, the short term would be SEO. And what that means is that you have put in keywords into your website, into your mobile technology that allow you to be searchable on things like Google and Bing and on internet, uh, well, Internet Explorer is not a thing anymore, but to be able to be searched so that your information pops up. So that also includes things like hashtags. One thing that you can do to also stay abreast of the mobile technology is to see what type of hashtags are being uh, are seen as popular. And that happens often when you are on a social media platform and you're typing in your information and you go to put in a hashtag, it will automatically try to fill in either hashtags that you have used or hashtags that are trending. And if you have one that you want to trend, you're going to have to use it pretty often to get it moved up in the algorithm, which I'm going to talk about here in just a, just a second. So big, big piece there is to find out whether or not you are actually mobile friendly. <laughs> and then let's talk a little about some of the other ways that you can ensure that you are trending in the right direction with mobile technology. The first one is like I mentioned in our security piece, and that's with payment. You know, I mentioned that it you know, type in your credit card number. Well, I mean, I've done it. We've all done it. That I have tried, well, I, I make a much more valiant effort now that I use PayPal Apple Pay, GPay, Amazon, whatever it looks like, I will do my best to use a third-party payment because it gives me an extra level of security. So when you're thinking about creating some type of mobile platform, if there's going to be payment involved, make sure there is an option for that third-party piece of GPay, Apple Pay, PayPal, Zelle, Venmo, as I've mentioned before. A couple other things I want to mention in the mobile technology world, artificial intelligence is really becoming a part of how we interact with our technology. And what I mean by that is that it is software or hardware that acts a bit like a human would. So a great example is something like a chat bot. So have you have, um, when you go to a website and you, you open up um, the site and in the bottom right hand corner, usually there may be a little pop up that pops up and says, hi, I'm Amber. I'm a customer service rep. You know, likely that's not actually Amber. It's the chat bot <laughs> and the chat bot will try to diffuse questions until it and then until it can't and either it'll answer your question or it'll put you in touch with an actual human. 
But the other thing that you can think about too, in terms of, of artificial intelligence or just general intelligence about your mobile is to look at the analytics or use something like StatsBot, which is going to give you statistics on how many people have visited your website using Google Analytics, using something like Chime, which are creating more professional chatbots. I mean, some of them you can um, create on your own if you're developing a website. There's some built into the website platforms, just kind of depends on what platform you're using. But thinking about really using the analytics. Now, Google Analytics is free. So, whether you are whatever platform you've chosen, you can go to Google Analytics and copy that code um, that is provided to you once you put in your, your, once you have a hosted website. And you can put that on your site and you can know immediately how many people are coming to your website, how long they're staying on a page, and what they're looking at. The other piece is extremely important and really is across the board. And this goes for any business and that is mobile marketing. And that is really centered around the email. As much as people sort of thought for a while the email might die, it has not. And it's still such a strong point of communication and building your email list and building content that really speaks to your audience is more important than ever. And that's something that I've learned myself over this past year of really thinking about how I create content that is going to be very specific to my market. And my market is educators, teachers, and what do they need in order to make their life better? And how can they teach content with more ease and uh, not... and and not so much uncertainty when it comes to certain things like computer science or tech or STEM, or even integrating different concept, different uh, disciplines into their work. So mobile marketing is really important, that email piece. So you can explore things like MailChimp. You can look at um, HubSpot offers information. Send in Blue is another email marketing tool. But having an email marketing tool is really important no matter where you are. If you're a big business, you better have an email, right? If you're a small business, you need to start building your email. And that's exactly what my goal is for 2021 is to build my email list. So if you like what you're hearing, I'll put a plug in. You can go to the dot consulting, T-H-E-D-O-T consulting, Co and sign up for our newsletter. We send out, we're going to send out once a month and it just has some tech tips and more information about how you can really broaden your uh, horizons and learning different tech skills. And last but not least, for sure, is we know the power of social media. Social media, of course, drives most of what we do right now. And it, you know, at this point, tick, TikTok, you don't stop, I guess, is the main piece. I haven't quite bridged over to TikTok yet. But when you're thinking about social media and and building consistency, again, having that mobile presence is really important because not only do people search you in the search engines, they will also look for you on social media. And you want your brand to be what you want it to be, reflective of your business and reflective of you, reflective of the brand. So you can use a couple of social media sites, um, uh, scheduling sites that can help you with this. Hootsuite is one, Buffer, Later. And then I use something called If This Then That, um, IFTT. And it is really cool. It's, it's free. You can set up your own recipes. You can, I've also used Hootsuite. We've also used Later. All of them have free versions in addition to pay. But in all of those, you can build out, if you post in one area, it will post on all the other ones. Um, and, and if this, then that, you can also put in a recipe that if you post like on Instagram, it will send it to Twitter as an organic post. And that's important because Sometimes when you use a scheduling site, if you put it in and it says scheduled by Hootsuite, it moves down in the algorithm. Now, let's talk just quickly about the algorithm of social media. That is an ever-changing target, but I will tell you, the more engagement that you have on a post, the higher you move up in the algorithm, which means more people see your post. If you use the tools that are put out by the social media uh, 
platforms. So for instance, Instagram, if you used Insta stories or you use the Insta reels, if you start using their new technology to put your content on, then you move up the algorithm and more people see your information. You know, several years ago, Facebook and Instagram put into play that what was seen on your feed would be, they were navigating that a bit and you wouldn't see as much about business and you saw more about personal family and all that good stuff. Well, even with that, if you are not having engagement or if you have not looked or responded to somebody in your feed in a while, it won't pop up in your feed. So you want to continuously work with those with those algorithms. YouTube has a different beast and we're not going to go down that path right now, but I will say this, the other thing that you should add to whatever mobile marketing platform that you have is to ensure that you do some type of video. Video right now is really king and it will continue to be as we move forward and as we continue to be in this digital platform. So we've talked about the cloud. We've talked about the importance of security, talked a little bit about mobile technology. How do we integrate all of this? So many of the platforms on Google or on Microsoft, of course, do some integrations on their own. But if they don't, you can use a platform like Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R, to integrate, or you can use if this, then that, I-F-T-T, and create recipes that allow you to integrate information. And that can be really helpful. So if you are on two different platforms and you're thinking, huh, that's interesting, then you can go to Zapier and see if those two will talk to one another. So I'm saying, for instance, if you're on Microsoft and a lot of your pieces are on Microsoft, but maybe you find something in Google that you really like, you can look to see in Zapier if the the two will talk in some capacity. Zoom can be integrated with Zapier. We have used Zapier to integrate um, our QuickBooks with things. Um, We've also used it to integrate with um, uh, uploading pictures, different things like that. There's all kinds of things that you can do on Zapier, and I highly recommend it to to check it out. Before you dive in to any of this, my advice to you is to think about doing a tech audit. What do you currently have and how are you using it? Sometimes we can have gadgets and gadgets around us that we don't even use. We've had them, we've had them for years, but we don't know what to do with them. So, highly recommend that you walk through and do a tech audit. If you want an example of a tech audit, you can actually go to my website, the .consulting.co forward slash technical strategy. Again, that's the .consulting.co forward slash technical strategy. And you can actually just download a free tech audit form there. There's no secret to it. It just is already done for you. And so as a teacher, I always believe let's not recreate the wheel. Let's just use what we got out there. So I've just put together an outline. Some of it may seem a little dated to you, but not everybody is. um, Some people still have fax machines. (laughs) So you can use that to help you walk through your technical outline, your your technology that you have and and the systems that you're using and see if those are still working for you or where you need to upgrade. Remember, this is a conversation about streamlining your technology. 2020 was crazy and we were all over the place. 2021 is probably still going to be a bit of a roller coaster, but if we can put in place very productive and streamlined pieces of software and infrastructure that we know we're going to work for our business, for our company, for our careers, for our personal brand, then we are off to a great start. At least those places, that place can be consistent. So Google, Microsoft, Gmail, Microsoft 365, Zoom, HubSpot, what are you using to align your business to the goals in which you want to be successful? If you've got those in place, it makes it easy to rinse and repeat, to be able to scale and move forward. I know this to be true because now I'm walking the walk. I have streamlined my information. I have four systems that we're using and we are, we are on Google. We're using Google and Zoom and HubSpot 
and Slack, and we know exactly what each of those purposes are for and how we're using them. And we're able to integrate them into our Google email and into our Slack channels and able to stay very much aligned with our goals so that we can move forward. I also want to make note that if you have liked what you've heard and you would like to have some of this in your hand, I have a book called Tech Streamline, Essential Small Business Tech Tools. It's a handbook. It's um, it's pretty easy, but it's got must, much of what I've said here. And you can find that on Amazon. And you can just type in Dr. Sharon Jones, Tech Streamline, Essential Small Business uh, tech, let me get those words out, essential small business tech tools, and you can see the handbook there. And I will say this, I go back and reference it myself when I'm thinking about information. It has been updated. So it has all the latest information about different uh, apps and virtual communications. It has uh, all the updates in terms of the latest and greatest that's been that has been come out over the past couple of months. And I do believe it'll help you make some great decisions. So a couple of things, you can go to my website to sign up for our email and go to forward slash technical strategy to download your free copy of your tech audit. And then if you're interested in the handbook that I've put together, please head on over to Amazon and type in tech streamline. I thank you so much for joining us today. My action item for you today is to stop and think about what is the technology that I'm using and is it working for me? Am I spending too much time on my email? And then let's talk about that tech audit and see how you can start thinking through how to streamline your all of those pieces into something that works more efficiently for you. As always, I would love if you've loved what you've listened to hearing. I didn't even make sense. Listen to me. Now I'm just starting to babble. If you have enjoyed what you've heard, please follow us on the Voice America Network at Coding the Future with Dr. Sharon Jones. You can download this on as a podcast on any of the podcast apps that you choose, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, etc., All you have to do is search Coding the Future. If you would like to be on the show, I would love for you to reach out to me. You can simply send me an email through the Voice America Network and tell me what you'd like to talk about. If it's something around tech tools, it's the uh, next great innovation that you're working on the technology space. If it's career tips on how you can apply all of that passion you have and channel it towards learning a new tech tool. If you are a leader in the education industry. I would love to hear from you. And lastly, if you would like to know more about the nonprofit work that we do and how we support middle school girls in computer science, please head over to the dottyrosefoundation.org and see how you can support either financially or by volunteering. Our work is so important in giving girls the confidence that they need, that they have a place at the table in the world of tech as well. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Coding the Future and how to streamline your tech to scale and to make you the best business, you the best brand to move your company forward in 2021. I appreciate your time so much and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to Coding the Future. Please join your host, Dr. Sharon Jones, for another edition next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk then.